0: courtside indiana podcast is brought to you by metro indie basketball fall league the 14th annual fall league runs from sundays october 11th through november 1st for more information and to register visit metroindiebasketball.com also box out sports the best sports graphics platform built for speed and control with your organization in mind try it now for free at boxoutsports.com Welcome to episode 40 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. We are previewing the season. Uh, episode 39 is also in your uh, feed uh, at the same time as this. That is, that is going through the 1A and 2A previews. It's also doing our weekly update, our weekly recruiting update with Zach. That is episode 39 if you want to catch the beginning of that episode and follow through for the 1A and 2A preview. And now here we are, the 3A and 4A preview. I'm going to get it off going. Joined, as always, though, was Zach Tyler and also helping us out with these previews is Barney O'Neill, with the Southern Indiana teams. Uh, His son, Keegan, played at at Bar Reeve and is now a freshman at Southern Indiana. So, guys, thanks for joining me again.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And we are ready to roll. Let's open this up with Greensburg. So what we're doing real quick is we're going through 15 schools that we eh, probably that I think should be ranked. Uh, early on preseason wise we're going to talk about them at length or uh, somewhat length and then at the end of this at the end of each class in the 3a and 4a we're going to talk about some teams maybe a handful of teams and players who could be or should be on this list depending on how Barney and Zach feel about it but I'm starting off with Greensburg we're going to roll through these first couple pretty quickly Uh, for me this is simple it's Lane Sparks Greensburg has had a winning tradition there it's it Lane Sparks. It, it's uh, uh, Comer. Daggone it! The younger Comer's name. Shoot, his dad was really damn good. Kurt and not, um, not Drew. Not Drew. Drew's Bellerman. Bellerman. Yep. Yeah. Well, his dad will text me, and his dad will text me, and he'll come to me later. But anyway, Lane Sparks has had a big role the last three years for the uh, and their success. Obviously, they graduated Andrew Wellage this past year. Barney knows a lot about him, as do I. So his his importance will be, you know, the, the stuff that he brings to the game will be missed. Um, but I still think they've got enough role players around that will get Lane open, will get, Cur- will get Comer open. Those guys are extremely gifted shooters. And in Sparks' case, can score in a lot of different ways. So I don't see any reason why Greensburg will drop too far off. We both pretty impressed with uh, Wellage, though, right, Barney?
2: Oh, absolutely. Just his skill set for a, a yeah, big kid, if you will.
0: They'll miss him. They'll, they'll absolutely. miss him. And that, that's the difference between them being a top three or four team in that, in that class and, and where they are right mm-hmm. now at 15th. So moving on, Hanover Central, uh, one of my favorite players, Zach, talk a little bit about them and, and our kind of a little bit of our underrated big man, right?
1: Yeah, one of my favorites too from up here, uh, Landon Mabuziak is a junior now uh definitely be the focal point of that team with uh dom lucido leaving dom had a great career at hanover central also great point guard uh but now they have everything going to Babuziak. uh we'll see what kind of depth they have also because i know they had quite a few seniors uh i'm just yeah i'm just not sure what pieces they'll have around Babuziak this year
0: right there i mean lucido was was a four-year starter for them and he was definitely a kid that, um, you know, definitely a kid that just did a ton for them. I mean, he made everything go, but, but, but Buziak, Barney, if you've not seen him play, I mean, I think he's got a higher ceiling than Hope. He, he's physically, he looks, he looks like the same kid. He's just a little bit more agile, a little springier, uh, probably not as strong at the same age physically, uh, he, but he's uh, nice nice athlete I think that's finally starting to grow into his body a little bit and I to me he's the best center in the class of 2022 and better than some of the kids that I think that have already started the pulse and division one offers. so this is a kid that we're going to hear a lot about the next two years yeah and um, you know for them the guard play will be hard to be hard to replace yep. you know Cameron Ludwig is a kid that's going to play kind of a, more of the forward spot Joey Glidwell that's a kid that's going to have to step up and, and make, make a bigger role. Now that Lucido has gone because Lucido just, just a tough kid and did a lot of things for him. So
1: uh, keep it going Zach with Mishawaka Marion. Yeah. So they graduated Jerry Bracey last year, who was a big part of their success, but they have uh Deglin Sullivan coming back. Kaylee Ocicalia, uh Darion Thornton, Kyrell Franklin. And they also uh, add Robert Brooks into the mix. Now to kind of hopefully fill that void. The Bracey's leaving. Scoring-wise, especially. Uh, so their starting five is going to be really tough this year. Yeah, Richard. Have, Richard, Richard Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, yes. what I say? Uh, Robert. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Richard.
0: <laughs> it happens, man. <laughs> it happens. You liked that group last year. You watched him a decent amount, correct? I mean, Sullivan. I did, yeah. Yeah, That's a, that's a kid that I'm interested in, obviously, because I coach that age group. So I'm always curious to see what what kids in that class are doing, but uh, Calakio and, and uh, Brooks have come down to the fall league quite a bit each year. And Calakio was, was injured this year. So didn't get a chance to watch him play in the fall. like I normally do, but I like his athleticism and, and his versatility at, at six, six. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to Madison. I'm going to take them. It's so that's a haul for Barney, right?
2: Yeah. Madison is two and a half hours from, over here on the, the west side of the state say that again it's two and a half hours to madison from two and, over and a half here. hours yeah
0: hmm. it's two and a half hours for me too but anyway madison is, is <laughs> nixon you guys got that pavement down there right
2: <laughs> uh roads only on only on special roads
0: you have roads down there okay all right i'm yes. just blowing you crap so nick center Luke Miller, Jackson Falconberry, Caden Oliver. Those three guys, those four guys, uh, center and Miller, their leading scores back. Falconberry is a kid that does a lot of different things for them, and Oliver looked for him to play a bigger role this year. He is—he's one of the better point guards in the sophomore class. Really likes center's versatility. He gets the rim pretty well. He shoots it well. Falconberry is more of a—he kind of dips in and out, like literally, like geographically on a court, not—not not in terms of effort. But he's a kid that maybe from a recruiting standpoint is a tweener, but from a high school level is sort of a, a, a problem matchup-wise because he can do different things. Uh, you know, Sharon's going to get them defending. Yeah. He's going to really – he's going to hammer that home. He's as intense of, a, of an individual I've ever been around. I had the privilege of coaching him when he was in high school, which makes me really damn old. Uh, but he is – you know he's found some good stuff. He's got a lot of talent there at Madison. I think he's going to get that, get that program kind of turning it out consistently as he gets younger kids buying into the system. But that four foursome right there are as as balanced of a group as you'll see in Southern Indiana. Even there might be some teams. I mean they're in the, an absolutely loaded sectional 30 with Silver Creek. So while we may not give them much of a chance to get out of their sectional, uh, it's not because they're not going to be a really good team. I expect Madison to have a strong year. And if they have a chance to pull off an upset, it'll be because of their perimeter scoring and, and those three of those four guys that I talked about. So heritage Hills, Barney, what do you know about them?
2: Heritage Hills, you know, they lost a lot last year when they lost Murray Beecher and Simon Sherry, a lot of points there. They do have Blake Sisley who just committed to UE uh, the unknown there is, uh, of course, Cam Banks transferred there last year. Um, a very good player from the Evansville area, but it's going to be the role players, you know, how's Cam going to fit into this offense and how are the role players going to step up?
0: Was, was Banks eligible last year?
2: No, he did not okay. play at all last year.
0: So that's going to be an addition that they didn't, I mean, that's, they, they lost a ton of scoring, but he's going to be in a, a flat out addition and not just somebody who's, who's taken a bigger role, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He will be a great addition to that because, and that's, you know, with the, you know, when you look at Sisley, Sherry and, and Beecher last year, they were the big three. And then the other two, you know, players on the court were strictly role players who contributed. So Cam's going to have to step up and be a contributor.
0: No doubt about it. Barney leads us to North Harrison. So that's one big man to another. Talk, a, talk a little bit about the hat about Hatton and, and North Harrison.
2: Yeah. North Harrison 18 and six last year, uh, lost to Silver Creek. Of course, you know, we talked about that sectional 30 with Silver Creek North Harrison and Madison. It's a gauntlet. Um, you know, another player we're going to look at for North Harrison will be the six, four guard Logan McIntyre, you know, so he's a, a huge contributor along Hatton and that lines, um, you know, but that's a tough area with sectional 30. I, I don't expect them to get out of there just because of Silver Creek.
0: Right. But they've got the size. I mean, Hatton's really damn good. And his, his perimeter shots improve. He can hit above the break three. Do we know much about – have we seen Ethan Oakley play since he's been healthy? No. No? No. That, that's a bit of an unknown – And it doesn't mean that they'll succeed playing those two big kids together. I don't – the one thing about Kaufman and Cooper Jacoby is that they both are so skilled and so mobile, especially for the high school level. But, you know, Hatton is is pretty much a five. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's times where he's going to be successful guarding away from the basket, but I'm not sure they'd want to make a habit of it, especially against Silver Creek. You know, now Wait, what Oakley he, can do playing alongside Hatton would I would love to see that. And then they've got a group of sophomore guards that got some decent minutes as freshmen.
2: Right. It's it's the I mean Hatton may be able to match up with either Kaufman or Jacoby, but then you're gonna have one one of those other guys running free under there.
0: That brings us to Greencastle. And you know, the main that the main name there is is Brody Whitaker. And that's a kid as committed to Marion. I think he's a kid that 64 skilled can score at, at at any level, at the high school level. I mean, he can score inside, score, he's a tremendous range, really good off the bounce, good in pick and roll. He's committed to Marion College or Marion University. So he's going to be in a strong, he's going to be in the best NAIA conference in the country. I still think he was under recruited. He reminds me, he reminds me a little bit of Jaden Thomas in that. I think COVID impacted the ability of some of these bigger, you know, some of these division two schools to see him play. I I just love his versatility. I love the different things he can do. I know Zach is a big fan of his. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they've got, they've got other guard play with him, Benton Parmley. They, you know, and, and, um, and then their big kid, Cade Plew, who's, who's, you know he's he's an effective he's an effective defender he's definitely an improving offensive player and rebounds the ball pretty well so they've got they've got extra pieces to go with with brody but he's going to be such a focal point for them you know that and it's well deserved because he's so talented and just i i loved watching him play this summer and was a little little surprised division 2 schools didn't get involved but you know again you, you just it's tough for a lot of these dudes to get extra exposure with some of the stuff they had to go through in the, in the spring and in the summer. So uh, Bishop lures, is that me, man, or is that.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to do them. Okay.
0: Well, Lures Nalan, was my Nalan's pick to get to this. One
1: I know. Do what? Nayland's about the only one I know on that team. Yeah, they, they did lose a
0: lot. So they're going to have to fill some, fill some pieces on that, some spots in that roster. Nayland Thompson is a, is a versatile score. For them I picked them to get to the state finals at the 3a level last year and they promptly lost to Leo in the sectional <laughs> and it wasn't a surprise it just was one of those things where I thought as as fast as he had those kids playing as hard as they defended they created tempo they were creating turnovers he was coach White was really pleased with the way his kids were playing and I just I thought that I mean, I didn't think it was a foregone conclusion because I thought obviously Mrs. Mississinawa could beat them in the regional. I thought, you know, if Delta, whoever came out of that sectional, would be a team that would certainly be good enough to beat them. Uh, they were going to have to play Northwood that's extremely well coached and, and know how to control tempo and don't turn the ball over a lot. You know, so it wasn't going to be a walk in the park for them if they got out of sectionals, but then they didn't get out of sectionals. So... Coach White loses a lot of guys, but he's got the the Thompson brothers coming back. Nalon is the big name there. Nick Thompson who's a sophomore, got a lot of minutes as a freshman. Expect him to have a bigger role this year. Expect him to probably be their primary ball handlers, or at least one of them, freeing Nalon up to, um, to, you know, to get screens, to probably even get some post-up opportunities. But, you know, Nalon's a pretty versatile scorer at at that level of play. And, uh, you know, look for them. Maybe not to have as good of a year as they had last year. Fort Wayne is a, is a gauntlet. You know, even if some of those teams are down, Fort Wayne is, is always a tough, is always a tough schedule. There's, there's SAC teams that they play. There's some in athletic conference games. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but it's still a team that I think come March are going to be a team that's, you know, a team to reckon with. So, uh, Mr. is that mine as well? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, th- Mrs. Sinawa started the year out strong last year, beating Marion, which that's a big darn deal for them. Mrs. Sinewa is basically, for lack of a better phrase, a suburb of Marion. And they are led by Kai McClung. And Kai, 6'4", a strong kid. He, he is tremendous, tremendous uh, slasher, a kid that can post up, shoots the ball pretty well. And him and Landon Swanner are both, um, both kids that take um, – you know, that carry a big load for them offensively, and then um, Colin Yoder is is the other returning kid that they've got for them in the backcourt, and then for the the kids they have to replace. You know they're going to have to replace Anthony Horton, who was a who was a big um, big producer for them last year, and for them to do that, they're going to have to get more out of McClung. He's going to have to be a kid that is consistently putting up, you know, 20, 20, 22 points a game. He's going to have to do a lot of everything. He's going to have to be more, he's going to have to be engaged defensively. And, you know, the Swanner kid is, is a nice athlete. And as a kid that does a lot of their ball handling for them, he's going to have to produce more as well. But, um, and they're just, they're going to have to, for them to duplicate what they did last year. We may have them a little bit high, but I'm a big fan of McClung. I think he can take that next step. They were pretty balanced last year, and I and I look for those two guys maybe to carry a bigger load, and then some of these younger kids that they have, that that probably got most of their minutes on JV, but can step in and be producers for them. You know, I, and I think the one thing that they'll struggle with is teams with legitimate size, and and there's a lot of that going around. Uh, so, so we we may I may have them a little overrated based on just what I what I think of McClung and and the success they had last year. So that gets us to Zach and
1: Hammond, a team we both like an awful lot. Yeah, Hammond's lost lost a little bit from uh, last year. They were really good last year. Uh, They're kind of team that you talked about a little bit ago, pushing tempo, getting up and down the court, and they've got a big man, uh, Darrell Reed, who can do that. Uh, loves dunking the ball, loves blocking shots, just uh, – motor guy also they have harold woods who can score it a ton reggie abram also Older woods jordan was really good with the ball also uh so it'll be interesting to see what they do this year uh with their expectations from last year what i've what i liked about the older woods we've talked about
0: this before was his skill development from, from watching him play just that one game on streaming to what I saw him play in, in August in that battle of the battle, of the borders game against the, the kids from Chicago, no. his offensive game had changed a lot. And I think he, he was definitely intentful of doing that in, in that game against battle of the borders. He was pretty much hunting the three point line, the whole game. And, and that, and that's a time to do that. You know, that's definitely a time to do that. and, and, if he can continue to hone his skill development, which I mean, I think is normal to do him and his brother, Jordan, that's a dynamic perimeter duo. I know they're going to have other pieces in there, but with Darrell yeah. Reed is athletic and, and as strong as he is up top. I mean, they're, they're just going to be a problem athletically and physically sure. against anybody they play. I mean, they really bothered Calumet in that sectional game and Calumet's definitely going to have a kid. We're going to at least talk about later, Yep, but um you know, looking looking forward to seeing the development of Jordan Woods. I think he is going to be a big factor for them this year. I, I love how hard he works. He is he's a bull He reminds me a lot of Sean Sean Black at uh, at oh, Warren yeah. Central. Yeah. You know, and if he and if he's that good, then he is. Um, then they're just going to be that much better than maybe even they were last year. So that takes us to Berbuff with two of my favorite players, and I thought two kids that had as good a summer as anybody. Um, Evan Altman, six foot six inch, extremely versatile forward. Definitely can score in the post. Definitely can. Definitely has improved his outside shot. He's a kid that puts the ball on the floor a little bit better. He just does a little bit better, everything a little bit better than what he did last year. And I, you know, and it's natural to say that about a kid, or, or for that to happen because just the way kids progress incrementally. But I also loved how his intensity level; he was always a factor in the games that I watched. I think one, there was one instance uh, in in a of, of all things, the fall league, where there was a stretch there where. DJ Hughes was there one game and then not or was not there the first game wait let's see what was it was not there the first game was there the second game the first game Altman was everywhere was doing everything just just playing some brilliant basketball and the second game this was the first week of the league the second game he deferred to Hughes and the guy coached him Will Avance does a really good job of of coaching those kids does a great job of motivating them keeping them going he really jumped he really jumped um Altman's ass during the game to not defer and from that point on Altman was good the rest of the league and was was one of the best players in that league Billy Smith is a kid who is is he is an extremely skilled 66 forward I, I like that i like how well he shoots the ball he's a good decision maker He's he's not maybe as strong as Altman is, but he's a year behind. So we'll see how that develops. And he, you know, he's actually a Zionsville kid. So that, you know, they'd like to have him come back through his brother played at Zionsville, but, but Billy was a guy that played a lot of, you know, he started last year as a sophomore for, for Berbuff, So he's returning. And then uh, one of their guards, Austin Azell, just a tough nut, just a hard nosed kid that I, I love watching play. He, he's a streaky shooter. Uh, you know, so he's there's times where he, you know, he could, um, you know, there's times where he could definitely um, benefit from, from hitting more, you know, from having some more shots go down. But I also like how he handles the ball and he, and he moves it and creates plays for others. So those three guys are going to be the key points for them in, in what is basically Indianapolis at the 3A level is not as strong as it's been in the past. So Burbuff's got a chance. They've got a pretty decent path to get to the semi state and I'm kind of looking for them to do that. if I'm playing this out, I don't know and I know as much as I like Greencastle I still think Brebuff takes care of them but but um, the uh, Indianapolis area at, at times has been loaded at 3A this year not as much. I mean there's still going to be some good teams, but I think Brebuff kind of stands out so that gets, that takes
1: us to Leo. Yeah, so Leo Leo has a guard, Blake Davison. Pretty good. Indiana, Indiana Tech commit. Uh has a couple other pieces around him and DJ Allen and Zach Troyer. Uh some bigger bigger guys. We like we've talked about DJ Allen before. Uh really like his game. Look forward to seeing how he's developed over the summer as well. Uh but but they're gonna be a tough out in sectionals like we've discussed before. Also, they're in that, that Woodland sectional with uh, Dwanger, Lewis, Concordia, and Woodland, who are all going to be really good teams this year. You, you mentioned how Fort Wayne is stacked with teams, and that yeah, Leo is definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, I, the kid I like this summer. I mean, obviously Davison Shank are, are both really skilled players. Aiden Rubles, nice nice skilled player. DJ Allen, I think, is a difference maker for them. And and if they're going to make a if they're going to make a dent on some of the teams that they're going to have to play. Like they're I mean, they're going to have to go through, let's see, where are they? They're law. Oh, they're, they're right there. That second tier. I mean, they're, they look like they've got a pretty decent path to semi-state, but they've got to get out of their sectional. That's, yeah. that's going to be a rough one because not only is Lures good, but, but Woodland's good. And, and, you know, Dwinger's going to Dwinger's getting some of those young kids finally playing and Angola had a good year last year and they got a lot of pieces back. So, their sectional may be the hardest thing they've got in terms of at least getting a semi-state. Barney, that takes us to Evansville Bossy. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about them?
2: You know, Bossy was eighteen and seven last year. Uh, the big loss to Bossy will really be Kieron Powell. You know, six ten Powell is now at Houston um, playing basketball. They do have uh, Julian Norris drawing some major D one interest. I know. At one point over the summer, Missouri was very interested in the young man. Um, They've got another player, Wagner, and none that are expected to uh, have some pretty big seasons. You know, Bossy lost to Heritage Hills last year in the sectional, but uh, Burkhart's going to have them where they need to be. You know, he's got athletes. They can run. I think they've got a couple kids that are 6'5", 6'6". So, they're going to be right there. Um, we'll just see how they fill in with each other.
0: The Wagner kid was impressive when you and I were at the ND's summer league. Yes, he, and that's he was he was really good. And then the other kid I liked was Jerome Hood. It, I kid. forgot
2: about Hood. Yes, I yeah. forgot about Hood. I couldn't think of his name.
0: I mean, he's a lot like I compared him from the jump to G, to DJ Allen out of Leo. And both those kids, I mean, just in terms of their, I mean, obviously size-wise, they're about the same. I think Allen's a little bit more more advanced offensively, but he is, he is, um, I mean, he's a presence. He's a physical presence, and defensively, that's going to be a big deal, especially if they want to beat Heritage Hills again.
2: You know, but motor. He had a great motor.
0: Yeah, and I. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to have that. I think they can if they play Silver Creek they can create enough tempo that might give silver Creek trouble. But at the end of the day, it's going to be hood's ability to protect the basket Mm -hmm. that, I mean, he's not going to be pal. I mean, Kieran was was a freak in terms of his ability to block shots, but, but he's he's going to be a different player, but he's definitely going to be a key role because defensively he's, he's different than a bunch of those kids that are, those other guys are all six, two, six, one, six, three in that range. He's just different. and, he may not be as dynamic, dynamic as Kieran, and he may not be as talented as as you know, as Sisley or definitely as Kaufman or or you know as, or as Jacoby. But I mean this whole regional, there's a lot of interesting size matchups there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially coming out of the sectional thirty and thirty-two. And it'll be if Bossy's gonna get somewhere, it's gonna probably be because he's a big part of that, even at least defensively.
2: Well, and, and that's what I was just going to say. This is his chance. You know, we hadn't heard anything about him up until the summer league. So this is definitely his chance to embrace that role as a defensive stopper and a rebounder and, and help bossy get to where they need to be.
0: Right. And uh, Julian Norris's outside shot's improved. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big deal because that kid can that, – that kid's pretty aggressive with the ball and he gets, he gets to his – to his spots pretty well he's just, now he's just got to be able to hit the outside shot so uh that gets us south bend st joseph's uh i mean d- start
1: pretty easily with jr kineski right zach yeah definitely and <clears throat> notre dame commit uh i feel like st joe's kind of underachieved the last couple of years though with with the names they have and the people around jr and, and they just haven't really produced like i think a lot of people thought they would uh They lost in the first round of sectionals uh, last two years, maybe. Uh, Now they beat Jimtown the year before. So last year they lost in the first round of sectionals. Mishawaka Marion took them out. So not a slouch, but but I think I feel like they've kind of underachieved the last couple years. Uh, They have Jr. Like you mentioned, they have Jack Fuda, Will Terry, uh, the Odell boys, Cole Hatkovich, but. So, I mean, they have a lot of power, a lot of firepower, a lot of seniors. So we'll see if they can put it all together this year and, and make something out of that. What
0: You know, defensively, what, I can't remember what film you and I were watching on Sullivan, on Mission Marion. Yeah. I think it was St. Joe's, and they, they were sitting in a zone the whole time. But, I mean, I could be wrong on that.
1: I don't remember that, yeah.
0: But sometimes you sometimes those things happen because there's just a lack of defensive consistency. Yeah, because they do have a lot of talent. I mean, Fuda shoots the ball extremely well, and and I mean, I think I probably think higher Kaneski than most people do. At least, I mean, we're you know he's still probably a top five player in most people's minds. But oh, but, definitely. I mean, he's I think he's got a higher ceiling than I think most people think he does. Sure. But, because his, his biggest weakness is he's just not strong yet. And that's going to change. So, change a lot in college. Uh-huh. Well, the, uh, the prohibitive favorite to win a 3A state championship, and the we're going to call it the, if they win it, we're going to call it the COVID three peat <laughs> Them and Carmel.
2: Uh, uh, you had to throw Carmel in there.
0: Well, Carmel is still your defending 4A state champs. And Silver Creek is still your defending 3A state champs. So you are correct. So, Barney, take it away with them. Tell us a little bit about the the team of the team of obviousness here. Right.
2: You know, you look at that team and they were 25 and two last year with one loss coming to a, a last second shot to Bloomington South. You know, so. Right we hear everything about Kaufman. We hear everything about Jacoby, you know, another name that, that probably should be thrown in there is Brandon Northern. And some of, yeah. you know, there's role players in there that are actually make that team what they are. So, and, and up the, up and down that list, one through 10, you've got guys that have come in there and grind every day that really make that team click to get to these points. So I just, it- what, what more can you say about them? I mean, honestly,
0: well, the state finals game against Culver, both teams shot the ball horribly. I mean, it was as ugly of a oh, game yeah. as, as I've ever seen, at least at that level. And in their game against Blackhawk last year, they really struggled in the first half. We've we've talked about it at length, at, at different yeah. occasions, in different contexts. But, you know, if, if their bugaboo is maybe outside shooting, that could be a difference maker especially in in tournament time when teams just truly scout away every try to scout away everything that you do well right. and now Kaufman's become a better player, Jacoby's become a better player, Brandon Northern's become a better player so a lot like first we may just be banging our heads up against you know against the wall trying to figure out ways in advance to beat them mm-hmm. but but if they don't get consistent outside shooting it didn't look like they had it last year either, at least against Blackhawk, because nobody else really stepped up. It really was Jacoby moving over to guard first mm-hmm. and then Brandon Northern starting to make plays. Right. And that's when things started to get get going. Then Kaufman came back in the second half, you know, after sitting much the first half in foul trouble. And then that started to loosen things up because it was like, basically it was first, like he was trying to plug holes in a dam. Is every time he did one thing, somebody else or two other people would do something good. But come tournament time, they're playing other three, a schools, they're playing teams that are that have athletes who can close ground quicker, you know, can get to shooters faster. If they don't have, you know, a, an additional option out there hitting shots and maybe they do, and we just don't know much about them yet. Then, you know, they may not be as huge of a favorite as what we think, but, it's still hard to overlook how good Trey and Jacoby are.
2: Well, and it's, you know, we talk about that though. Are they going to see that, you know, starting in the regional championship game on into semi-states when they finally get into those teams that have talent at their level, if you will. And right. not to put anybody down, but um, I mean, let's face it. There are two D1 basketball players there.
0: Yeah. They're, they're decent. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're all right.
2: Yeah,
0: They're like um, how uh, Zach handled Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Yeah, they got a decent player. Yeah. All right. Anybody we're missing?
1: I yeah, mean we, – uh, We mentioned Calumet earlier. I feel we like did, yeah. They could be on this list potentially somewhere for sure with uh, Ashton Williamson when you found out they have uh, Jalen Bullock transferred over from Michigan City. That's right. So – It'll be interesting to see what what Calumet can do this year, and what kind of pieces they have around Ashton. I love him. I do
0: too. He's tremendous. He's yep. he's he's got to work on his outside shot, but I, I think he's tremendous. And and you're right. I mean, he could def- they could definitely come up and win that sectional and and they they probably do compare favorably to, to Greensburg and Hanover Central. But just watching how those teams have succeeded the last four the last few years, especially Greensburg, it's hard to steer away from them in this context, knowing that they're probably just gonna continually turn out 18, 19 wins a year right now. Um one one kid I, I like is um is yeah. Crawfordville, Jesse Johnson Hall six seven kid that's I think pretty versatily skilled would like to see him have a better motor. Crawfordsville, they've got some decent pieces around and they could be a team that, you know, if they can get some big wins early, they they can start the year out strong. They, you could start seeing them ranked and and you know getting some interest. And then the other two teams out of sectional twenty four, Hamilton Heights with Gus Etchison, I mean anytime you've got the best player on the floor that's the potential to win games and he's the best player on their sectional he's the best player in their regional you know he is i'm looking at their teams make sure i feel pretty comfortable about that i mean I, I i i do like delta i do like what um how they how good they've been lately and you know the hunt kid is, is focusing on football he's still gonna play basketball But to me, Etchison can get in games and really take over, and they've got other good guards to go with him. They don't have a whole lot of size, uh, so they're hurt there. But Etchison is just a dynamic player, and he's going to have a hell of a career at Western Michigan. So, Barney, anybody in your area that we've overlooked? I mean –
2: You know, I wouldn't wouldn't say we have. I mean, I've got some teams like Northview, I would probably put on your radar – uh, they've got a lot of returning, you know, four-year yep. kids. Um, Sullivan I would probably throw out there just for the simple fact of Randy Kelly's one hell of a point guard. Right. You know, but do you ever count out Brownstown Central?
0: Well, that was <laughs> one note. One note I made was how much longer can they be down? Right. Now, I know he likes his young kids coming up, but those dudes are sophomores and freshmen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And their one sophomore who I know they were going to bank on some has, has had a lot of injuries, Bryce Neal. And it's not a name yet that anybody should know uh, outside of the area. But, but those, are the types of teams, those, you know, those kids that go on and play, get a chance to play in college that probably aren't highly recruited that, you know, sneak up and beat Corden, you know, when they had Kessinger, you know, that, that take on right. big boys. And, but they've also usually got three or four guys who can really shoot it. And I don't know that they've had that. They've just been, it's, it's been an uncharacteristically uh, interesting stretch of basketball where they've just not been as good as they've been in the past. Yeah. The recent, the recent past uh, one name for you to keep an eye on Barney is, is Noah Gordon at Mount Vernon six, six transfer oh, from, from Pike. And you know, that's again, yeah, that's a guy mm-hmm. that I don't know that it, people in your area know much about, or definitely in the Evansville area. Don't know much about, He's wonderful. And it'll be interesting to see how he is. I mean, Pike is so balanced. And Zick doesn't run a lot of stuff for individuals that you know that aren't super, super talented and usually juniors and seniors. But you know, in a position where Noah can be the best athlete on the floor in a given game and the biggest kid on the floor in a given game, which it's hit and miss up here in the Mick he's got a chance as agile as he is and it's, and he's pretty skilled to really be an you know to be a huge impactful player down there enough to beat bossy. i don't know but uh, i mean he's not, i don't think he's as good as sisley but he can also go out and give sisley fits because he's he's strong and he's quick and you so, know, it, if sisley picks up fouls then you know that's one extreme then go then gordon's really tough a really tough matchup He
2: is a piece – I mean, honestly, you know, i seen Mount Vernon play a couple times last year, and, of course, you know, they did not have a good season, but he is an addition to that team that is going to make them better automatically before he's even stepped on the court. So, you know, that's good for them. So they're going to sneak up on some people, which will make things interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else we're missing?
2: Um, One player probably – uh, from Evansville, Rights is uh, – oh, just went blank.
0: Are um, 4A? You mean Memorial? Or Wrights 4A?
2: Evansville, Rights, Rights is 3A. Oh,
0: they're 4A. Are they? No, they're I 3A. Was, are they really? I thought Memorial was 3A. No. <laughs> I get them mixed up all the time. They need oh, to change wait. That. Yeah. Or you get them mixed Sorry. up. Sorry yeah you I got it mixed him up. mixed up yeah i still get him mixed up but i'm right on this one i think so
2: you are we'll talk about that later
0: all right let's move on to 4a <laughs> moving on moving on floyd central is that you or me barney you. that's me
2: yeah well i mean we can both talk about it but
0: i mean jake Heiderbreeder. i mean he's i've loved that kid from the beginning i've liked his length his skill i mean his his uh I mean, we knew when he was younger he wasn't gonna I mean he was gonna be about six five, six six before he was done growing. He's got freakishly long arms. The ball comes off his hands as smoothly as, as any shooter I've seen in a while. And I, I like that he can handle the ball for them. And another kid they've got is Caleb Washington, who's a six four, six five sophomore, who probably posts up more for them than what he will going forward. I think a lot of that is just trying to find a role. Like last year he started as a freshman. And that's hard to do in their – that's hard to do in their conference. You know, I don't know that Sturgeon had done that, you know, since he had been down there. I don't even know – well, Kobe Barnes wasn't there as a freshman, so um, I'm sure they would have figured out a way. Kobe was in Hawaii as a freshman, so sure he would have figured out a way to get Kobe in there. But for him to rely on Washington, I do think spoke to how much they lost talent-wise from the year before, but also spoke to that he could rely on him. And I thought – Caleb did really well, especially against Evansville Wrights, oddly enough. The the game that I saw, um, because that was as close as Lander was going to get to me. um, And he was when they're not getting 20 balled by Carmel. But anyway, (laughs) uh, those two kids impressed me the most. I mean, that's for obvious reasons. But anybody else they have that I've overlooked?
2: Maybe Brady Moore. You know, okay. what's he going to bring, bring to him? I mean, and that's the hard part, you know, and we've, I've kicking a dead horse here, but the role players that fit into this, how do they translate into the success of the team?
0: So. No, I, I, mean, don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, I, no, I, I don't think that's, it's always those guys. It's the ability to right. put guys on the floor who don't hurt you. mm-hmm And that translates at the, at the NBA level as well. Just being able to always have guys, especially in tournament time, especially in tournament time, have guys that, um, you know, will, won't be weaknesses. And if you've got that kind of depth, even if they're good defenders and good screeners, you know, they don't have to be great players. They don't have to be great offensive players. Um, there's no reason to – that's that's not a dead horse. That's just how the game is. I mean, you can't – if you got to play kids that stink, then the other team, especially in tournament time when they can scout, are going to find those weaknesses. Right. Um, Lafayette Jeff, I guess that's mine. Although I think Zach loves – I mean, we all love Brooks Barnheiser. No question. The Northwestern oh, yeah. commit. Yep. The Northwestern commit, I mean, now that his brother's – Graduated, he's going to have – I mean, they do lose his brother. Uh, They they do lose um, Avery Beaver, two outstanding shooters. They still have Ashton – yeah, they still have – yeah, and the big kid Brandon Jones inside. They still have um, Ashton Beaver. And I think Barnheiser is enough – Barnheiser is enough for them to – as a team to be held in this regard. And – they, they do have some young kids that, that played mostly JV last year that will step up in the, in the varsity roles this year. Um, but really, it's, it's, it's going to be Barnheiser's show. And, you know, what I like about him is he finds people. So if, if, if they got kids who can knock down shots, he, he's going to be able to find them and, you know, take a little bit of the pressure off of him. So, uh, Jeffersonville. Is that, is that me or is that Barney? Do you know much about them or do you want me to take them?
2: No, you go ahead and take them. They've just, since they've lost Jacob and, and the other guys that went with them, I didn't really follow much. So,
0: yeah. Well, and they've got a move in that most people may or may not know about. But, well, uh. Will, Will Lovings Watts is their key player. He's six foot four, yes. freakishly long, really good outside shooter. You know, he's a kid that did not finish the school year playing school season playing, some speculation as to where he would go. He decided to stay. I don't know that it had anything to do with the coaching change. No, no clarification from him whatsoever, other than the fact that he was back at Jeffersonville. This was a discussion we had late summer. Uh, of course, people in the area are linking it to a coaching change. Don't, I mean, that's just speculation uh, on, on their part. But he's a kid that's getting some Division One offers already, and they've got to move in as well. Brandon Razor Moore from Jefferson Town, Kentucky. So he goes from Jefferson Town, Kentucky to Jeffersonville, Indiana. And he's a kid that is a, just a knockdown shooter. And I, he puts the ball on the floor pretty well. I've only seen some clips of him, but I've gotten some confirmation in, from people in the, the Jefferson Town area that have really, really impressed with this game. He's, he's a little thin. So that's, that's going to be something he's going to have to take care of. But those two guys as primary offensive weapons as juniors, you know, that's usually enough down there to really make waves. Um, one senior, they've got a couple seniors. They've got Ashton Davis, Devion Franklin. And then they've got a couple of big kids. One's a junior, Caden Kinder, and then Jamon McGee who uh, started soft, who started JV for them as a freshman and dressed varsity as a freshman. He's a nice big body and a, and a kid that plays pretty hard. So uh, Marion, is that, is that me or is that you Zach? I can talk to talk about Jalen Blackman for you. Well, go <laughs> talk about Jalen Blackman. Cause I know you like talking about <laughs> Jalen Blackman because that's your guy. That's your new adoptive. Yes. Your new adoptive, uh, uh, for lack of a better phrase,
1: man crush, player crush. Yes, thank you. Jalen. Where's he going Canyon. to college? He's going to Grand Canyon, baby. Damn. Did, we know, that al- did we know that already? I, I know somebody that kind of has an I think insight we, on that for did me. Did we report
0: that already? We reported that already, yes. We, I think we reported joking.
1: that. I'm uh, Go for it. So, obviously, they're led by Jalen Blackman, senior, scores a ton of points uh gets to the rim with ease shoots it well but i'm just not sure what they have around him i, I haven't am. seen them more recently enough i'll let you finish off the the Marion <laughs> Giants then <laughs> i
0: watched i watched matthew goldsby drop 36 points on us in the fall league so i think he's all right uh, i don't know if it was because we sucked guarding him um, but he shot the heck out of it and i, I like that kid he put the ball on the floor he scored different ways he, he's he was really effective and i thought all in all he had a pretty decent fall league that he played on the same team with some of the kids we talked about from mississippi while already uh but really loved watching him play he moves about the ball and just shot the living heck out of it i i could not convince our guys to guard him out to the volleyball line i just he would just come down and pull. Now, granted, it's Fall League. There ain't a whole lot of pressure. No one's yelling at him if he's taking bad shots. Uh, but he hit them, so they weren't bad shots. And it's a hit-and-miss. Basketball's a hit-and-miss game. And that that kid killed us. And I, it wasn't the first <laughs> game where he killed us. So I still have visions of him draining <laughs> three after three after three on us. Uh, Josh Balfour is, is a tough nose guard for them. I, I do think that – I do think we're still going to see Blackman do mo- much of the ball handling. Yeah. He is much more of a point guard than what his brother was, James. And I think that when I watched him play this summer, I was impressed with his his willingness to move the ball, his vision. You know, he's – the ability for him to hit shots. You know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see him – in pick and roll action with his ability to shoot over the screen so you can't go underneath him, and then how, how, what types of reads he makes coming off screens. Just that was with his
2: was it Balfour that stepped up for them last year when Jalen was out? Was that him?
0: Um, well, they no, they had um JK Thomas, JK Thomas, I'm sorry, okay, yeah, and Rashid and Rashid Jones, Rasheed Jones. So Thomas graduated. And then Jones transferred to Elevate Academy up in Fort Wayne.
2: That's right. Okay.
0: And, and in Jones's case, we've covered that. We covered that a couple times, both in terms of just regular news. And and I think we had a session where I just generally bashed prep schools, but <laughs> nothing personal to anybody. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm sure I'll hear from them, but it's a, it's a big risk going to a first-year prep school. It just is. Yeah. I don't you know, don't I don't want to I wouldn't want my kid to be a guinea pig in that environment. And, you know, but they got two really good ones. Uh, Rasheed Jones from Marion and they got Michael Ealy from Fort Wayne Snyder. And it hurt Marion in terms of losing a very potent player, very, very dynamic player. But they still got a lot of pieces. And, and um, you know, Jermaine Woods is, is a kid of decent size, six six kid who I don't know what he does for them offensively just yet. Um, but the Oglesby kid was just was really damn good in the fall league. And I got to imagine that translates. I hope that isn't just a fall league thing, but um, I mean, I really liked him and I, I mean, Blackman's still the, the, the straw that stirs the drink, but I mean, Oglesby is going to be a nice complimentary shooter and and a kid that maybe can score in different ways too. We'll see. So uh, that gets us to Valpo. Yep. Zach, that's definitely mm. your territory.
1: Yeah, I can try to talk about them for a little bit. Uh, they have the three Jones boys uh, highlighted by Cooper there. I'm sorry, Mason. Mason is the better, the best of those. He, well, Col- yeah, Colton is the, the guard, I think. guard, yep. And he'll probably be their leading
0: scorer. Uh-huh. Ma- Mason's better than Cooper. Cooper's committed to play football. IU, yeah. Yeah, Mason is a football player, too but he's got the more skill more upside between the, the brothers. Yeah. Colton is not related. So but Colton will be talking about the Jones boys up in Valpo's a lot like Barney talking about Wrights in Evansville. <laughs> trying to figure out trying to figure out which one's which. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Colton's going to probably be their leading scorer this year, but Mason will be will, will have a very productive sophomore season for them.
1: Definitely. And then they have Thomas Brown. Big guy underneath, six ten. Yeah,
0: yeah. It must be nice. He's kind of proud. He just—they don't. He's not really JV. been a factor yet. <laughs> he played JV as a sophomore, and you know he's—he's got—he's—he's he's got to improve his core. He's got to improve his body. Yeah. He's—he's—he's he's he's offensively a lot like Hood from Bossy. He's a drop-off guy. You're not going to go gotcha. to him. You're not going to post him. Um, but he's a secondary catch guy, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's, no. In some ways, that's the way the game's going. Mm-hmm. But he's, um, he's just physically got to get stronger. But, yeah, he's a 6'10 kid that they bring off the – that they played JV last year and probably will bring off the bench unless he's managed to supplant uh, Cooper Moore. <laughs> or Cooper Jones, sorry. Right. Um, Etuan Moore signed with the Phoenix Suns, by the way. So there's your Indiana in the NBA update. Go. <laughs> and region, we're talking about the region. So finish, yeah. Zach. What yeah.
1: more? Yeah, Brees Walls, another piece they have. Point guard. Yeah, uh, good shooter. Tough, tough shooter. Yeah, definitely be good for them this year. But yeah, that was that was about it for Valpo. Uh, Bloomington North, is that me or you, Barney?
0: Um, I mean so that's me. I, I've got it, but
2: go. It's you. Yeah. Well. So I got to watch them scrimmage against the uh okay. last week. You know they've got, and I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm sorry, but Jay Quallan. Uh,
0: Robert Jay Qualon. Yeah, Jay
2: Yep. You know, six seven kid. Um, you know, it's like a lot of the big guys we talk about. Still seems really weak. You know, needs to develop a little bit, but has the tools there. But you know, they had some good shooters. They've got some decent size down. Down low with, a, I want to say it was a strange kid, but I, I don't think that's the right name. He's about six six and is built like a brick shit house. So, I mean, <laughs> big big kid. So y- you can finish that out. You know, they were nineteen and six last year, and, and I look for them to probably be the cream of the crop there in the uh, that conference.
0: I mean, that's that's saying a lot because I mean, that's something we're going to get. One thing we're going to get to is that Bloomington South is not on this list, and right. So, yeah, you know, J. Colon Roberts is is the talent. There's no question. He is he's one of the best sophomores in the state. Mm-hmm. He is got a tremendous ceiling. He's definitely a work in progress in terms of his skill set. But most of us in this class, especially, I mean, he's one of the top three or four kids in that class. And that's, you know, so I. But I, he had a good year statistically as a freshman. I expect him to develop and, and produce even more. And Barney, you're probably talking about Aaron Steinfeld, Steinfeld, yeah, one of the other big kids. But yeah. th- th- they really have three guards with great motors that I love watching them play. Especially Isaac Venzel. it's one of my favorites. Uh, the kid is just endless energy, endless energy. Uh, Nick Claber. It's another guard that they've got. that they'll, they'll probably start three guards. him, Those two and Bryce Petty, who's a sophomore guard as well. Um, Petty's originally from Indianapolis, moved down there last year and enrolled as a freshman. So those, those kids, I mean, that's a good core. And, and how much depth they've got off that bench, I don't know just yet. But those are the key figures. And, you know, it's strange. This may be the year they get over the hump on Bloomington South. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's been a while, but, uh, Brownsburg is, um, that's a me team right there. That's a team that I'll, I'm covering, um, if I can find them here real quick. I mean, one, one of the things I like about Brownsburg, obviously Pierce Thomas, um, Mm -hmm. committed the Butler and definitely one of the best athletes in the class. One of the best bodies in the class. He is his outside shot has come a long way. He is definitely a threat out there now. If there's one thing that Brownsburg is going to struggle on, it is definitely outside shooting. They they lost a lot last year when, when Lucas graduated, when Connor Lucas, gra- Connor Lucas, Connor Lucas is his dad. Um, <laughs> that, 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 no, it is Connor Lucas, it is not his dad, and Jacoby McGowan, both those kids. Shot the ball extremely well. I mean, heck, even Malik Edmonds shot the ball well for them. They just were probably a little bit more. This is probably more like the team they had two years ago where unless they get somebody who can really step up shooting the ball wise and, and be more of an option beyond just Pierce, they're gonna be a lot of rock fights. Yeah. Defensively, they are they are probably gonna be one of the best teams in the state. Luke Lacey is the best defender in the state, period. Pierce Thomas probably has a chance to be one of the best defenders in the state, but Luke Lacey is the best defender in the state period. He will play football in college, but, and he's not, we'll see where his jump shot is. He's a kid I've known for a long time. His dad and I are friends. This is not a new discussion. If Luke could put as much time in his shot as he did on like football and all that other stuff, he would be a division one basketball player. And I'm not criticizing him by any stretch of imagination. He's a hell of a football player. He's going to be a Division One wide receiver. So, or at the very least a Division One safety, one or the other. Um, they have other. They have other kids. I love Tyron Lackey's athleticism. The kid's almost as athletic as, as Pierce. He's not as powerful as Pierce. But he's definitely a very good athlete. He's a very good defender. And I, he's a kid that if he can start knocking down open shots, will help. We'll be able to help them a lot. And then I look for a kid like Jaden Whitaker, who's a sophomore guard for them to step up and, and maybe play a role. He's a kid that started JV as a freshman was dressed in varsity by the end of the year was definitely on their sectional team on purpose. Like um, coach Lynch wanted him to be part of that environment because he knew that he was going to be able to get him some minutes as a sophomore. And, and I'll be curious to see if that plays out. Um, this would be, probably where luke brown would be if he would have stayed in brownsburg i know he grew up he went to bethesda he was homeschooled for a year but i also know that he probably wasn't going to go to bethesda and the question was is that when he was ready to finally get into high school he was going to go to brownsburg and imagine brownsburg with a shooter the caliber of luke luke brown these guys would be I mean, it wouldn't be a, no, a no-brainer, but they would be even higher up the ranks if, if they had a kid who could hit shots like that. So, um, Crispus Attucks. I mean, right there, they're, they're two seniors and one sophomore that are their key players. Their two seniors are Jalen Carson and Donovan Barnett. Both those guys are, are three-year varsity players. Um, they, they lost a kid. Q. Ware transferred out to a prep school out west. Uh, they've got uh, Jalen Hooks, who is my money, the best sophomore in the class. Six eight kid who's who's pretty skilled, really developing his skill set. Outside shots gotten a lot better. He's just a load at six seven, six eight. Um, Willie Mays is a, is a, a guard that will get a lot of you know will get a lot of minutes for them. They they will play a lot of guards. BJ Smith is a is a really good is a really good score for them. Uh, they've got James Webster who was originally at Ben Davis left to play out at he left he transferred out of state and now he's back. Uh, he's back playing at uh, in Indianapolis playing at Crispus Attucks and then there's one more name that I want to get whose name I'm going to forget um donovan scott donovan scott is a kid that i think is also going to give give some production for them addicts is going to be extremely deep they like to press they like to speed the game up uh that's how they're gonna they're gonna get easy they're gonna try and get easy baskets but they've got a lot of talent up front they probably have uh, i'm looking they probably have the best one or two front courts in the state uh, besides maybe Gary West, Warren Central, and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's Hard-pressed it's hard to get a more talented group of front-court players than what Attucks has. So that brings us to Southman Adams, and, and Zach's going to talk a little bit about
1: them. Yeah, <clears throat> Adams had a bunch of juniors last year. So here we are next year, loaded with seniors, good, uh, well-talented seniors, Sidney Jeffries, uh is one you have lynn king charles warsham uh Quintes columbus run love running up and down the floor but they just run some good sets also uh they can all shoot it uh the only thing they'd be missing would be a big guy inside but uh jesse morgan is is a big they have inside that he can do a couple things uh like you've mentioned before, he's he's more of a guy that they're going to dump off to though, rather than 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 have him posting. But uh, solid group of seniors, like I said, a few of them play football, so they're tough. Uh, really like this group coming back for Adams. Tough sectional that they're in though. Yeah, you
0: well with Riley, yeah. you know and the you liked. I mean, you watched these guys play a couple times last year. You loved yes. them. Yes. What was there? I mean, because none of those guys are really
1: names. What defensively are they? The just pests, like gnats at a barbecue. They just—they're all over you all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that Nats at a barbecue. Uh, cathedral. It starts with Tayshawn Comer and and Vincent Brady. Brady's recently committed the, to Air Force. Comer's gotten Division one offers. They've got Jalen Johnson, who's a six-two wing for them. Jackson Edwards, who's a 6'2", 6'3 wing for them. They've got a lot of pieces on the perimeter that they can play. Uh, continue on down to, to Jerron Tibbs, who's a six-four sophomore that saw time as a as a varsity time as a freshman. And then you get into their size, and, and they probably have among the best mix of skilled perimeter players like. Name perimeter players, you know, in terms of recruiting wise and in size, they've got really up front their main piece is Pete Moe, 6'8, strong as an ox, uh, very different than his father, who was an Indiana All Star from Burbuff and a, and, a, and a perimeter player who played at Iowa. Um, but then they've also got Jake Davis, who's a six foot six inch sophomore, who got a lot of time as a freshman. And then they have Xavier Booker, who I'm going to guess we'll get a majority of his minutes on at the JV level just because I think physically he's not ready yet. Uh, but he's a kid that's got some intriguing length and, and a kid that actually at 6'8", six, 6'9", six, shoots the ball pretty well. And how that fits into their equation this year, I don't know. He, he's Physically, he looks a lot like Kieran Powell, Barney. So you, yeah. you would recognize him right off the get when he walked into a gym. But he is, um, you know, he's a kid. There's a lot of discrepancy in what they think about his ceiling, and and his, but I, I like his, I like his touch from outside. I don't mind that he shoots that at six nine. I don't get hell bent on hey, this kid has to be a post player. He's tall, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, you play your skill set. But the Jalen Johnsons, the Jackson Edwards, those are the role players, Barney, that you were talking about earlier. Those are the kids that, those guys do a lot of a lot of dirty work for cathedral, especially defensively. And, you know, you look at Tibbs, who's a kid who can really develop and, and Jake Davis, who I, who's going to develop as well uh, for those two younger guys. I mean, cathedral is going to, ha- they're going to have a lot of depth. They're probably one of the deeper teams in the state and they're going to be awfully good. Homestead. Is that, is that you Zach, or you want me to take that? Yeah, we can double, double team that one. I mean, a couple of the hey, obvious you- ones you, you go ahead and start. Go ahead, Barn.
2: Well, I was just uh, we got we just got notification, Davies County down here, which is of course North Davies and Bar Reeve, they just got shut down for two weeks. So no athletics or practices oh, for, really? for two weeks. Yep. Gonna be uh, reevaluated on December
0: seventh. Ouch. Yeah. And that see in places like here, I don't want to get too deep too sidebar on this because Zach's actually right. up against it, here, but places like here that have really had it. I don't say we're definitely not taking it casually, but but they're not not really pushing to shut stuff down up here right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll, as soon as I say that, they'll shut shit down. But but <laughs> it's the places in the other parts of the state that haven't had the had the earlier spikes, right? That we did. It's kind of hit a sustained level here. I mean, it's a little. It's definitely an uptick. Um, they have surge, spike, uptick, whatever. We're we're on the uptick. But Fishers right now has more restrictions than Carmel. Oh So yeah. even they're yeah they're not they're breaking it down by by city here. Uh, Fishers definitely has more restrictions than Carmel, and right. Fishers is more like Marion County right now, and in Carmel's sort of lingering where they've been. So hopefully no shutdown. But that's good that's good input. But Homestead
1: started off uh, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so Homestead has two, potentially three D one players, depending on what Andrew Leeper decides to do uh, moving forward. They have probably the best two shooters in the state and Lou good and Fletcher lawyer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they can get into this year and who can, who will step up around those three players. They have Quinn Harmon who's a pretty good point guard. Uh, but yeah, those, those four players are really solid. Obviously uh, Leeper, it is a it's transitioning to maybe an outside, I mean a stretch kind of four, stretch kind of three kind of kid, really athletic guy, rebounds well. Good inside, runs the floor really well also. But then like I said, you've got Lou Good and Fletcher lawyer who can just shoot the lights out of the ball and have good size for, for good. the uh, Illinois commit. Uh, Fletcher actually is committing tomorrow so we'll see where he ends up. I know he's friends with Blake Wesley, so it'll be interesting to see if he decides to go Notre Dame route also. Right. Yeah, that was a strange, him announcing this early. I mean, I,
0: it happens. Kids do that, but.
1: I mean, maybe he has the uh, offers he wants and's ready to go.
0: Could be. It's not a bad way to handle it. They got two sophomores too, Kyron uh, Kapwiki, who's a transfer from Carmel. Him and his brother are both transferred up there. He is the better of the two. Uh, Grant Leaper, Andrew's younger brother. Yeah. I would imagine most of those guys probably will get most of their minutes on JV, but I do imagine both those guys will get some varsity minutes as well. So, um, Gary West, Zach, go ahead take that one too.
1: Yeah. So Gary West is loaded. Also, uh, they've got Chris on Christmas coming back who was injured and gone away at a prep school, but now he he's back in town. Jalen Washington is the, the big cog there in their wheel. If you if you will, who uh, was also back from injury. <clears throat> then they have Perion Robinson, who I really liked. I saw him this summer. Mason Nicholson, who you really like, who you saw yep. this summer as well. You know things getting enough attention. Uh, I liked Billy Muldrew when I saw him. He's he's a, a good piece they have. And then Kamari on Peterson, Kamari Peterson, who was their point guard, who was a really good player also. So yeah, I love him. They're loaded. I mean, Peterson, for me, I mean, obviously I like Nicholson. We've talked about that.
0: Yeah. And Christian, certainly Christmas is going to be a good piece. Peterson, Jalen Washington. I mean, if Jalen can't play, they're still going to be really good. Right. I mean, Jalen's healthy. He's playing. So I'm just saying that these other dudes are really good. And I love Peterson. He's a tough-nosed kid. He's as good as most of the guards down here in Indy. You know, he's definitely going to get – he's got – Division one interest. He's going to play at that level. Uh, and, and he is, he's fantastic competitor. Love watching him play. So uh, that leads us to Carmel. Uh, who, who's who got them? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take oh. them. Yeah. You take um, them. You've seen them play a little yeah. bit. Okay. <laughs> um, let's get on this. Let's see. Where do we start? They are. your defending for a state champs. Huh. Um, Pete Suter has, Love watching his game progress. As a freshman, he was a motor guy. He was a tip-in guy. He was a diving a loose four, loose on the ground for a loose ball guy. As a sophomore, it was funny. The beginning of the year, you know, he didn't realize how injured Brian Waddell was. You know, and then he missed some games. He, uh, he had some illness going on. So Brian Waddell, the first half of Brian Waddell's junior season was a mess. And Carmel was very, very, very persistently patient. Suter was definitely seeing an uptick in his, his production. But he wasn't that motor guy that he was as a freshman. He wasn't unleashed yet. He just sort of – you could see him working through a bigger role offensively. As he got more comfortable with it, Waddell came back. And as Waddell got healthier – all of a sudden, they have two six foot five, or what else? Suter's six four. They've got two six four to six six kids who are extremely versatile offensively, both good athletes. Uh, what got some decent length to him? Suter's got length, and then suddenly Suter was flying around the floor again, getting offensive rebounds. He was on the ground all the time. And hopefully, that kid doesn't get hurt because he literally has no regard for his body whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Williams is a six nine kid with Division one offers. Suter's got Division one offers too. Waddell should have Division one offers. He's definitely a, definitely a D two low low D one guy. Um, Charlie Williams six nine can score over either shoulder. I, I if he had John Michael Malloy's body, he would be one of the best centers to come out of Indiana in 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 a decade. I mean no no Odin but but definitely what Charlie lacks in terms of body, he, he makes up for in skill and touch and he'll get stronger. He'll get, his feet will get better. He's definitely gotten improved those areas of the floor or uh, the, improved those areas of his game since last year. The thing he's got to get better at is as he rebounds, he's got to hang on to it. That's a big thing for him. And it's, uh, you know, I've noticed it early on, uh, I noticed it this summer where he was stronger with the ball uh, on the, on the gather when he was rebounding. That, that's a, that was a big thing for him last year. He would get to a lot of basketballs and get bumped and lose them. And not all those were fouls, you know, and now we get into your glue guys, the, the Connor Joya, who's a kid that starting point guard for two years, really for Carmel and a kid that doesn't take a lot of shots but then we found out last year, he, he can hit him when he does. He steps into him. He's got some confidence. Uh, he doesn't give two Fs about anything. <laughs> he's really a mentally tough kid. And I, I didn't know much about him when he was younger. Uh, like when he was a freshman and he was getting varsity minutes, I had no clue who the kid was. I don't, I don't know who any of the Carmel kids are until they get to high school, unless I have an age group. Uh, Josh Wack who's probably not as good of a defender as his brother was, but he's still one of the better defenders in the state, without question. And it, it's a nice piece to have. He, he made Christian Lander work for everything last year. And, and Lander had 21, but it was a hard 21. And Wrights and was never kind of really in was really never in that game. Um, and then they've got uh, Blake Burke Weldy is a, good little, is a good junior point guard who will probably get a lot of minutes. Uh, will Will Leary, who got some starts last year, is is probably our best shooter, Carmel's best shooter. And then Bryce Berry and Nick Nick Frishy are two guys, two, again, role players. Berry will probably start a lot. He'll get some backup minutes when Charlie Williams is on the bench. Frishy will too. And then we've got three sophomores that will, will get some time. I, I keep saying we. I hate – I'm sorry for doing that, but – Sam Orm, Your pure caramel,
2: buddy. Right, Sam yeah.
0: Orm, Orm, Spencer White, and Jared Bonds. Those three guys will get some varsity minutes. This is as deep as Carmel's been. Doesn't mean they'll use the depth because I do think some of those guys, especially the three sophomores, will still get a majority of their minutes on JV. But in a lot of instances, those kids would be starting varsity at some level, and it's nice. And and, and next year when they lose Barry, Frishy, and and what they're still going to be deep. So it's it's. kind of a nice little thing we've got going down here and you know i'm I'm glad they play hard i'm glad they play the game the right way in terms of (laughs) motion (laughs) motion man-to-man that's where i go with it so am i closing with the last three is that what we're doing yeah so carl i'll take what about castle
2: huh castle was on that list weren't they Uh, down below Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's See, yeah. Down below. We, so yeah, we'll,
0: we'll get to that. So Warren central, I mean, Warren central, look, uh, new coach brought his son with him. Somehow that was controversial <laughs> talking about that, but I mean, Deontay Davis is really damn good. And they got another transfer in Gabe McNary uh, from, from Avon. So six, seven, six, eight uh, Deontay Davis, of course, is being recruited by, you know, most D ones in the Midwest. And I think he's going to be making his decision pretty soon, actually. That was reported. Uh, Chandler Jackson is a six, another junior for them. Uh, McNary is a senior. Deontay Davis and Chandler Jackson are both juniors. Chandler Jackson is an outstanding outside shooter. And I think he is going to be uh, – he he is going to um, benefit greatly. His numbers may go down, but I think his efficiency will go up. And he'll you'll see he'll have a – it'll be a game where you, you he'll – he'll have a game where he'll have 20 points and the next game he might have eight, but they will be huge points because you're at some point, you're going to have to pay attention to these other dudes. And then, but you know, what, what they have, what they both, what they have is also two really good floor leaders on the floor, Malik Stanley and Sean Black. Both of them are seniors. Both of them, in my opinion, are are D2 caliber, uh, maybe even low D1 players. Malik especially, he's a better shooter than Sean at this point. But Black is stronger. Both of them are – Black is a tenacious defender and definitely is when he's locked in. Stanley's a, a very good defender and, and probably a little bit more consistent on that end of the floor. Doesn't, doesn't, make his, doesn't make some of the mistakes that Sean might do when he's kind of flying around. Throw one more name to the mix for Warren. Donald Coates is a transfer from Chicago, Thornton High School in Illinois. There's not much information about him. There is some video. There's not a whole lot of recruiting information. He looks like he's a, a good outside shooter. It looks more like a set shot. There is definitely some video of him getting out in transition and being able to finish. How that fits into the mix with these guys that with, with this crew of kids that are coming together for the first time, it's, it's not, you know, remains to be seen. But this is as deep as a team as there is in the state. And it certainly is a talented team up top. I mean, they have the, the, the super high talent level in terms, of, in, terms of, in terms of Davis. They have kids who can hit outside shots in terms of, uh, in terms of Chandler Jackson, in, in terms of Malik Stanley. And then they've got size. They've got size in, in Davis, of course, at 6'6". Six, six. Chandler Jackson is not short, 6'5". And then Gabe McNary at 6'7", six, 6'8". So they've got a little bit of everything. Now, what will be interesting to see, anytime you bring these, this many number of players into a situation, the, the chemistry will be an issue. And, and there have been times, especially with past like Lawrence North teams, where the chemistry was really a problem. And I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it, it still has to come together. And let's face it, number one team in the state, in terms of my opinion, is Lawrence North. Sectional 10 is still Cathedral, Crispus Attics, Lawrence North, North Central, Warren Central. Throw in Lawrence Central and Tech this year. You've got four of the top, what, 10 teams from that sectional? And capping it off with Lawrence North, obviously DJ Hughes is the biggest name right there. He's committed to Butler. Shamar Avance, who we've talked at length on on this podcast, is a tremendous floor leader. And then you've got CJ Gunn, who is probably the most, probably the highest ceiling on the team. And he's already got high major offers. He's definitely going to round out to be that level of player at 6'5 and extremely skilled. And then you've got kids like Omar Cooper. Hopefully he plays basketball. I've not heard that he's not, but he's a fantastic football player, fantastic athlete. Dwayne Montgomery is a 6'7, 6'8 center who is. Probably is just going to be a role player for them, but an a, an interesting piece because he's going to be able to play. They can play him and Hughes together at times if they need to. Uh, David Beatty is is a kid that works hard for them, and and then they've got some young kids that could step up and maybe provide some you know some you know some definitely some niche skill sets in terms especially in terms of shooting. Um, but to me, Lawrence North is the number one team in the state. It's not a run, It's not a runaway by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I had them winning state last year. Uh, heading into the tournament, when we were we did some of our predictions, and I even losing, you know, even losing uh, Perkins to Iowa, uh, I still see them as the number one team in the state. But it's but it's pretty close. That top four, that top six, really, and I'm probably underrating South Bend Adams. Uh, I want to see Addix's guard play first, but that top six, I think, is as is foolproof of a top six as you can get this early in the season. So who do we miss? It's strange. Bloomington South, not in this list. Yeah, I mean, the injury to Connor but, Hickman is playing a huge role in that. Absolutely.
2: And, um, I, and I, think, I think that alone just it takes them completely out of the conversation. Because yeah. he was that dynamic of an athlete,
0: they they do have Trevor Taylor who transferred him from Edgewood, mm-hmm. but they've also got to offset their losses, especially in terms of Leo and Noah Jagger, and you know, and again they'll they'll figure they'll figure it out. It's not like they won't. They'll probably win eighteen games this year, you know, eighteen well, games yeah. in their regular season. But so will these other teams.
2: But they uh, also lost a kid like Bamba, who was the defensive rebounder, who got you know right ten. 10, 12 points a game on putbacks alone. So,
0: not like his brother, Joey. No, no. Is that his cousin or no? What? Um, no, no, no.
2: He's not like Joey. That's
0: no, I know I'm that. I no, mean, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get. Yeah, yeah. No, but I still yeah. like him. I like him as oh, a no. piece. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the, but, the, way uh, the, the way the far south is, I mean, Castle probably is going to win sectionals, right?
2: I would think so. Uh, I mean, just, early favorite. Early favorite. Early favorite, just with the athleticism that Swope brings. Mm-hmm. If Nunji, you know, unfortunately, Nunji lost his father this week, oh, you know, shit. which is a yeah, which is a huge blow because he's he's been involved with Castle Athletics for years now. Uh, very that? sudden. Yeah, very sudden. Um, so, you know, what's that going to do to him? Because I was expecting a, a good year out of him.
0: Yeah, he's different, but way different than yeah. his brother.
2: Oh yes, absolutely. But then you also got Sparks, who's a tremendous outside shooter.
0: Yeah, you know. I, so look, they could go down there and, you know, be rattle off eighteen, nineteen wins, and and still feel comfortable with this list of guys we got. I mean, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of, I feel kind of soft on Floyd Central and and Jeff and and Jeffersonville. But but then beyond that, I like those top twelve that we've got. Oh, I agree. Up north, Zach, who's, who, are we, who are we missing there? I mean, I, obviously, I've got some thoughts on that, but who are we missing up there? Yeah,
1: just some some teams I wrote down here. I put Merrillville on the list, even though Keon's gone. They've got the transfers, I guess, that we just found out about. The yeah, from day. Illinois. From yeah. Illinois. Noah Reynolds is his name. Uh, I wrote down Lake Central. Yep. That's where Kyle Ross is. I wrote down Lowell. That's where Nick – or, I mean, uh, Chris. Chris Manis is. Absolutely. Uh, I even wrote down Portage with Kamari Slaughter. Yeah. I'm just going to throw some names out there with some teams. I'm not sure that that's a tough sectional itself though, because that's a, all those teams are basically in the same sectional. Well, uh, I've
0: never given up on Munster either. Cause Hackett's such yeah. a, such an excellent coach and they, and they do have some kids coming back. Yeah. Um, they just, they probably won't be as deep. And, and yeah. last year they were benefited by a couple of transfers. I'm not sure if they've gotten, any yet for this year. Not a. Chesterton picked up a guard from, from um, Illinois. Okay. Um, but he didn't seem like a game, like he would be a game, certainly a good piece, but not a game changer.
1: Yeah. But like, like central and Munster, and Maryville, they're all in that Gary West sectional. So that'll be tough. Right. Uh, I wrote down Michigan city. Also, they've got some, some pieces back. They were young. And then I wrote down Elkhart with a question uh, mark next to it, because we aren't really sure what they're going to be this year. Joining I'll schools. Get- I've got two stars next to their name. I wanted to talk about them. What do we
0: do? I mean, I looked at what their makeup, the teams they had last year. They, they both have a m- memorial and central. If you, for those that don't really know, they're merged this year. It's just Elkhart now. So they've, they both have pieces coming back. Yeah. But none of it looked like it was outstanding, for lack of a better phrase.
1: Yeah, I'm um, not really sure what they're going to have. I mean, I, the, other than the pieces we kind of have on the – our site Uh, I know they've they were waiting on some football players coming back so they're they're not starting up right away here game wise uh, they just lost last week I believe Friday before I can't remember now so they're not playing Tuesday but but we'll see what they have yeah Penn seems like a year away Westfield's a team that I
0: looked at as well Braden Smith obviously and they've got three really good juniors that the and the couple of sophomores that will probably give varsity minutes this year. Uh they'll they'll and they look they could very well win the sectional. Noblesville could very well win the sectional. It's it's not as highly as I am on Carmel. It's it's not a runaway by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh another team that I think Center Grove, they feel really good about the season they're about to have. And they, they've got some nice pieces, and they seem to have a little bit more harmony on their team this year. And then North Central, you know, we've not – they they started coming around last year, coaching change. They certainly have talent, Leland Walker. You know, and Jalen Clark, we talked about him last week as he committed. He's a nice piece. Um, you know, anybody down – Anybody else like you were going to talk about rights Barney Wood? Oh, well, yeah. I mean just going o and to be Dees. they're going to be good. Yeah, Owen Dees. Yeah. You
2: know, you you got to wonder how they're going to look. Of course, Lander graduated early, so which puts Dees in the spotlight. So, how does that thing change things for them? You know, I mean, you're going to have to find somebody to step up besides Dees. Does it open up for two or three guys to step into the spotlight now?
0: Well, the Higgs brothers Oh yes, you know, for, for I always sure. forget about them. Um... Yeah, I mean the older ones really good. You know the older ones good and work and plays hard. And then Isaac is, yeah. Isaac is a pest, man. He's a kid that came up here every. He played for me this past summer, and he's mm-hmm. he loves passing lanes. He's smart about it. He he doesn't doesn't get lost in the play. He's always one step away from getting back in it. But every now and then he gets his hands on a ball and it's a layup, so he can hit the outside shot. Uh, he he played a lot of minutes early in the year last year as a freshman. It, it Sort of waned as the year went on, but he's a nice a nice young piece for them. And uh, you know, Plainfield's a group that's got a lot of guys coming back that I thought had an effective year last year. And then we didn't mention South Bend Riley and you know Blake Wesley. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean it's it's look the class of twenty twenty one is loaded. It is definitely loaded at the four A level. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's great around here. Hopefully we get to have basketball. The nice thing is, is basketball gets a chance to be more flexible. So you probably won't lose as many games. They might be rescheduled, but um, it's too bad. They had to shut down athletics because there's really the schools up here are just taking the disposition that even with completely e-learning uh hundred percent e-learning that they still can have athletics. Right. And I, I, yeah. And I think that's pretty smart unless they start shutting everything down, then we'll, and that's a different tact, but well, I think that's it. Uh, any, any stray players we missed before we close it down.
1: I think I covered mine in that last segment there.
0: Yeah. I mean, New Haven's another team that I think could definitely deserve some recognition in Columbus North too. So I think that covers everybody on that next tier of teams it's it's tough it's like i said you could be really good and not be able to crack this list and i'm sure we'll get some complaints and and that's it's part of it so barney we appreciate your time looking forward to doing more of this going forward i like the three-man booth here yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: now we have enjoyed it and ho- hopefully whatever the audio quality issues that i thought i heard <laughs> were just my earpiece because since i changed uh headphones i've not had any issues so maybe it was just the uh the equipment on my end so zach as always appreciate your time we have our reads ready or do we gotta oh yeah load those up i got to get mine pulled up here i guess let me uh let me go ahead with mine. courtside nope. indiana podcast is available on apple Podcasts and spotify as well as soundcloud you can subscribe to the podcast via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone tablet or desktop We appreciate a rate and a review. Zach, what do you got?
1: Yeah, Box Out Sports. Box Out Uh, Sports is the leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season, not just basketball, all sports. Uh, You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Barney, great job. Appreciate it. Thank
2: you. I appreciate you having me on. And like you said, hopefully we can get some more of this this season.
0: Absolutely, Zach. Great job as always. And for those that listen, appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we will get back to you next week. Bye.